Alright, so we're back again here online together. And a couple of weeks ago, if you recall, we began to have a discussion on the topic of focus. And I'm really excited today to begin to expand a little bit further on this incredible topic as we focus on focus together. I believe that we need to be focused as people. I believe that as believers in Jesus Christ, our focus should be focused on Jesus in living for God. I can't think of a better way than to start 2021 with this kind of series as we talk about this topic of focus. At the beginning of our time together today, you possibly recall that I encourage you to grab a sheet of paper, something blank. Maybe you can't find a piece of paper or something to write on, but if you did happen to find a piece of paper, I would encourage you to write on this piece of paper, right at the top, leave the rest of it blank, and write on the top, God's plan for my life. Just take a moment, grab a pen, and write that on the top of the sheet, God's plan for my life. As we talk about focus today, we are going to be examining how we spend our time, how we spend our time, how we live our lives, because there's a great deal that we can learn from the Word of God, the Bible, on how we spend our time. We're going to be continuing today talking about focus, and I I really hope that you have enjoyed this discussion over the last few weeks as much as I have. And just to mention one more time today, if you missed some of the messages that we've talked about, if you've missed some of the services, you can go back after the service today and look at the YouTube channel or go back on Facebook and re-watch the services so you can get caught up to where we are right now. A few weeks ago, we talked about focusing on the good things. Focusing on the good things in life. There are certain things that this world around and about us cannot give. Things that only come from Jesus. Paul calls us to be constantly thinking about these good things. These good things in our lives. Rather than the worldly, temporary things. Last week, using our Bible as a base, we looked at a story from Matthew's Gospel in the New Testament where Peter and the disciples are caught in this storm and they experience numerous different emotions and reactions. Ultimately, as we looked at this story, this led Peter to step out in faith and walk on the water to Jesus. As we discovered last week, this, this is an amazing story. And as we looked at the story together, we discovered firsthand what happens when someone loses their focus on Jesus instead chooses to look at the distractions around them. Today, we're going to take this concept of focus a little bit further. Consider with me the iPhone. Those of you that know me and have spent any amount of time with me, you will know that, that I am an avid Apple fan. I love Apple products. And I'm a fan. It is definitely a hobby of mine. I can't wait to get my hands on the new Apple products as they come out. 
and uh, I've had the new iPhone since since they came out with it a number of years ago, and I've just upgraded as as I can ever since. I I'm an Apple fan, and it's my hobby. But think about the iPhone, or think about any any of the products that we we've come to enjoy. Think about a light bulb, or think about the things that we enjoy. But going back to Apple, research would suggest that Steve Jobs. Brilliant creation. I mean, I remember the day that the iPhone was first released. I watched that. I remember that day. I remember the day when when I got to unbox that iPhone and just holding that that product in my hand, the the beauty of it and what it could do and and all the doors that it opened up. But think about the brilliant creation of the iPhone. Just think about it just for a moment. The product didn't end up as it is today, or even as it was when it was launched. It didn't end up that way after the first attempt. Many of these products that we enjoy today had to be significantly modified day after day to achieve what the creator intended it to be. I'm sure that there were many times that Steve Jobs wanted to give up. I'm sure that there were many times that he could have chosen to focus on past failures and simply just give it up. However, he was able to keep moving forward because he knew that once he had improved the iPhone, the feeling would be amazing. Steve Jobs and many others like him, they had a choice. They had a choice to make every day of their lives. The choice was, am I going to choose to be focused on my past failures, or am I going to choose to focus on my future? Similarly, I believe that we have a choice in our relationship with Jesus. We know about the negative thoughts and distractions that will try to weigh us down. Today, let's discover how to focus on our future. Not a future that we can imagine or even accomplish by our own merit. We can't accomplish it by ourselves. But I believe today that God's desire is to help us understand something. God's desire is to help us understand the importance of walking with Him, of walking with Jesus every step of the way, and allowing Him to direct our steps. Proverbs chapter 19, verses 20 and 21 says this. Listen to these words from the Bible. The Bible says, Listen to the advice and accept discipline. At the end, you will be counted among the wise. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. What does the Bible say about our future? You may or may not be surprised to discover that the Bible, the Word of God, has a lot to say about our future. If you have a Bible with you, would you join me by finding a verse in Jeremiah? 
And this verse, I'm sure you've heard of it many times. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. This is a really well-known verse. And many of you, as I said, have probably heard it quoted or have even seen it on social media in days gone by. These words that we see here in the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 29, 11, these words are from the prophet Jeremiah in the middle of a letter he wrote to the exiled people living in Babylon at the time. And here's what it says. Here's what it says in verse 11. Listen to these words. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a hope and a future. Now, we could spend a lot of time talking about just this one verse. There is a lot of stuff that is packed into this verse. But for today, I'd like us to focus on one key element in it. You see, God promises that He wants, that God desires to give us a future. God desires to give you and I a future. I wonder how many of us, if we're honest, if we take a look at ourselves, if we're honest with ourselves this morning, I wonder how many of us have tried to create a future on our own. You see, we are so often tempted to bring everything to be all by ourselves. A little bit of context about this verse to help us understand what we're talking about and discovering this morning from God's Word. Just a little context about this verse today. You see, Jeremiah is writing to a group. Writing to a group of exiles who do not have a lot of hope. These words promise them that God has a plan. Today, right now in January of 2021, we need to understand something. We need to understand that God has a wonderful plan for our lives as well. I know that sometimes it's hard to believe. It often does not make sense to keep trusting His plan. But believe me when I say God's plans are much better than ours. Even when we don't necessarily understand what is going on around and about us, God's plans are much better than ours are. The Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8 and 9, when the prophet Isaiah says this, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Wow. Listen to those words. Look at those words. You see, once we are able to live into this truth, we will begin to move out of God's way. What am I saying here this morning? What, what does that mean? Well, you see, some of us have been praying for a move of God 
in our lives. However, and I, I want you to get this with me this morning. For God to move, for God to move in our lives, we have to move out of His way. For God to move in my life, I have to move out of God's way to allow God to move in and through my life. We need to relinquish control and we need to let Him do the work. However, many different things, many different things have a tendency to keep us wanting to be in charge. We're human. I don't know if you can identify with me when I say this, but I love to be in control. I, I do. And I think if we're honest, we all feel that desire to be in control, and it's hard for us to relinquish that control and allow God to take the control that He's asking for in our lives. There's lots of things. Things that put us in God's way. This may prevent Him, prevent God from doing something incredible in and through us. You see, I believe that God wants to do amazing things in our lives. And sometimes all we have to do is say, Lord, I'm going to step out of the way and I'm going to allow you to do what you need to do in and through my life. A few things to consider that can be blocking what God wants to do right now in our lives. A few things to consider our past. This is a big one. Our past. The truth is today, the truth is right now that every single person, you and I, we all have a past. And when I say past, I'm not talking about these things. I'm, I'm talking about these things rather that, that we are not proud of when we are look, look back at our lives. Is there anybody out there, is there anybody that can identify with me this morning that there are things in our past that we are just not proud of? There are things that cause us pain when we think about it. There's things that cause us guilt because of past decisions. Chances are that you have something from your past of which you are not proud of. The Israelites got into a similar, similar place in the Old Testament where they simply did not know. They, they just didn't know if they could even trust God anymore. Flip over to Exodus chapter 16. Exodus 16. And now at this point in the story, Moses is leading. And the Israelites were set free from slavery and oppression. And they were, at this point, they were fleeing Egypt. However, in verse 3 of this chapter, we hear some complaining going on from the Israelites. And this complaining is directed right at Moses. The Bible says, Exodus chapter 16, verse 3, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us out of this desert to starve the entire assembly to death. You see, 
for some of us, because of past scars and frustrations, they weigh us down. And we have trouble trusting God for the future. Perhaps you're identifying with the story here. As we look at the Israelites, you're, you're finding yourself identifying with them here. Remembering the past as better than it actually was. And would rather go back to the past because at least we knew what to expect. You see, trusting God with our future is hard. Trusting God with our future is hard. Why is it hard? It's hard because we as people, we like control. You do not know exactly what this will hold, what you will have to walk through, where He will lead us, or what it will cost you. There are many unknowns, which is why we are tempted to move towards comfort. In addition, if we aren't careful, our past comfort may have the potential to hold us back from what God wants to do in the future and through us. Let's be real just for a moment here this morning and think about the past year that we've had together, even as, as a church family. You know, it, it was easy to remain comfortable the way things were. Could it be that God wants to do a brand new thing? That God wants to do a brand new thing in our community? That God wants to do a brand new thing in our churches, in our families, in our relationships? Now, I don't want to take away from the hardship of COVID-19. I don't want to take away, and don't misunderstand what I'm saying here this morning. I am not trying to take away from the hardship. I know that this past year has been challenging. Believe me, I understand it has been challenging. However, as I said over and over again, Lord, what are you trying to teach me? Lord, what new thing? are you trying to do? Even if we are too focused on our past and we don't allow this to hold us back, there is a temptation to press pause on God in the present. I wonder how many of us have read verses like Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, and have been tempted to only focus on our future and in return we convince ourselves it's all right to move God out of the picture right now in the present. This brings us to something else to consider. The present. The present. The future God wants to bring you into has a role to play in your life right now. Right now. What you are doing right now, to prepare for what is next. You see, God doesn't just want to be the God of your future. He wants and desires to have our full attention and obedience right now. But here's the truth. Some of us have sought to control our right now, knowing that God's got our future, but there's actually a well-known person in Scripture that I'd like to draw your attention to for just a moment as we expand on this thought together 
this morning as we look to the present, the right now. In 2 Samuel 11, the Bible tells us a story. A story of David when he was king over Israel. We see here in 2 Samuel that King David, in a moment of incredible weakness, made a choice that led to David making a terrible mistake. Now, David, God was able to call out David's sin and still use him in mighty ways. However, in this moment, David was not focused on the right thing. David was not focused on the things that he should have been focused on. David was not focused on the future that was to come. David was only focused on his own selfish desires in the present. Here's my point. Similar to David, we as Christ followers are called to be representations of God to the world around us. When sin gets in the way, when sin gets in the way, it has the potential, the potential to distort how those around us view God. Giving up control to God does not just happen in our future. It needs to happen every single moment of every single day. And this, and this is what it has to look like every day for us. In order to get God's future for us, we have to move out of His way in the present. Speaking of acting in humility, this leads us to something else that we need to talk about this morning. A prominent factor that often keeps us in God's way when He's trying to lead us is pride. And this is another big one. Pride. You see, Israel faced the same struggle in Joshua chapter 7. The walls of Jericho fall. Victory is won due to following the Lord's command. Next, they came to A, a town near Jericho, and Joshua, the leader of Israel's army at the time, sent some men to check out the land before attacking it. When they returned, this is what they had to say in Joshua. Joshua chapter 7, verse 3. Check it out with me. Joshua chapter 7, verse 3. The Bible says, There's no need for us to go up there. It won't take them any it won't take any more than two or three thousand men to attack. Therefore, Joshua sent three thousand men and they lost. They lost the battle. You see, they wanted to do this on their own. They did not want to seek out God's leading on how to win the battle. What am I saying here? Our pride and overconfidence will often try to get in the way of what God intends to do in and through us. Which is why, once again, 
this entire concept of focusing on our future comes back to this root basic word of humility. You see, God desires, God desires that we play the background rather than the forefront of our lives and our stories. And for Israel, this was difficult. And I believe if we're honest with each other today, it's difficult for us too. You see, they were trying so hard. They were, they were trying so hard to put God at the top of their priority list. When in reality, and I want you to hear this this morning, God, God wanted to design the list. Some of us have been doing the same thing in our lives. When it comes to both our present and our future hopes, and our future dreams, and our future aspirations, we will try to make God our number one priority on our list, rather than allowing Him, rather than allowing God to create the list in the first place. At the beginning of our time together, I encourage you to grab a sheet of paper or something to write on. And I encourage you to write at the top of that sheet of paper, God's plan for my life. And I would encourage you today to think about those words. To think about that piece of paper. If you look at that piece of paper and you have God's plan for my life written at the top of that piece of paper. But here's something else I'd like you to consider today. And prayerfully, at the bottom of that sheet of paper, just write your name. God's plan for my life. And then just write your name. In other words, allow God to fill in the details. Give Him control of your life. That piece of paper representing your life and sign your name at the bottom of it and say symbolically this morning, God, I am giving you control of my life. Lord, I'm allowing you to create the list. Lord, I pray and my desire is today, Lord, that you will use me exactly where I'm planted. Lord, today, forgive me for taking on a posture of complaining for where I am, but Lord, rather use me because, Lord, you are the director of my life. Are you willing today to sign that piece of paper, to put your name at the bottom of this piece of paper, not knowing what God has in store for you today, tomorrow, in the future, but knowing that our future is safe in God's hands? That we can trust Him. That we can trust Him with our families. That we can trust Him with our marriages, with our relationships, with our businesses, with our churches. That we can trust Him. It doesn't mean that things aren't going to be hard. But it does mean that we have something that we can pin our hope to. And His name is Jesus. And He will never let us down. Jesus will never let you down. Ever. I believe today, if we are going to learn to focus on our future, we have to get out of God's way. 
We have to get out of God's way. We have to check our egos at the door. We have to live humbly before Him. And we have to remove God from our priority list so that He can be the one creating that priority list. Are you hearing me this morning? So that He can be the one that is the uttermost priority. He's the author and finisher. Thank you, Jesus, that we can place our hope fully and wholly in you today because you are faithful, God. Yesterday, today, and forever, God is not changed. Would you pray with me this morning? Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for the reminder today, Lord, that as we place our focus on you, as we place our focus on how we use our time, Lord, today that you would remind us, Lord, that we can trust you with every moment of our lives. Lord, that you have a plan for us. Lord, that you have a plan for my life. Lord, today, I give you my life. Thank you for coming and dying on that cross for me. Lord, I confess today that I am a sinner, that we are sinners. Thank you that you set us free. Thank you that you died and rose again for us, for me. And today, I give you my life. I give you my life afresh today. And Lord, I pray and I offer my life to you today to do as you will. Lord, I offer my life to you just like that sheet of paper. And I say, Lord, you fill in the details. I will serve you from this moment forward. Thank you for this time. Bless each family, each person that is joining together today. And may your awesome peace that surpasses all understanding become a reality in each person's life. Lord, may each person also be aware of your incredible presence. Lord, if your presence would fill every living room and every kitchen and every space that people are gathered together today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. God bless you. We'll see you again next week. 